In this week's episode of Everyday Inspirational Podcast, I will be speaking to the lovely Birgit. She is an author and she also started her own business while down in lockdown, which is called Word Accord. And she offers writing services for business and personal reasons, either for blogs, websites, social media, and a lot more. And her inspirational story is all about her dream of being a writer for over 20 years and dreaming about living and working in Scotland. And the leap of faith that she took from coming from Estonia, taking her child and making her dreams come true. And her story is about becoming happy. So welcome, Bridget, to the Everyday Inspirational Podcast. Thank you for coming along. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what is it you do and also your inspirational story today? Good morning, uh, everybody. Uh, thank you, Samantha, for uh, inviting me. Um, I'm Birgit. I live in Aberdeen, Scotland, uh, and uh, just about eight months now. I moved here from a small country, Estonia, and um, a lot in my life has to do with numbers. So um, we kind of... Uh, tend to have some numbers we like more than others and uh, my number is number eight um, and uh, you will hear in my story um, how I ended up here in Scotland because why Scotland is probably the most asked question I've had so far um, that there is going to be a lot of eight so uh, one way cute, funny, whatever, just uh, uh, back to the beginning. Uh, it was 2011. It was some time during the spring. I was working in a writer's museum back in Estonia. Um, and uh, my boss, um, Scotland had always been her dream country, you know, the place to visit, the must-see places, all in Scotland. And I was like, okay, we can do a study tour. Um, and I started to do the research and I found out about that Edinburgh being the, uh, the capital of literature for UNESCO and uh, I found out some connections between uh, Scottish and Estonian writers, like uh, the Writers Museum where I was working, uh, Tamzara. Um, he was inspired by uh, Scottish writer Thomas Carlyle and his work. And also he had translated Ivanhoe into Estonian. So um, there were some more connections uh, that came out and we were like oh it's just a perfect place to do the study tour and um, so we visited uh, Galloway and Dupreeze uh, to learn more about uh, Thomas Carlyle. Um, Eckelfecken is a lovely village um, and uh, also Robert Burns um, 
his birthplace um, museum, his, uh, the, the country house, uh, the city house, um, and uh, we also visited Krimir. Um, but it was uh, Thomas Carlyle's country house, somewhere between the hills and fields in Galloway and Dumfries. And there were some coos at the other side of the fence. And we were just in there. And um, well, Mary, our local guide, warned us that, well, if you go in there, you're going to be wet. But we didn't listen to her. So we, um, we just wanted to, you know, the pat the coos because they seemed to be friendly. And uh, we went there, but one minute we were in the mud up to our knees. Um, we were laughing about it. Uh, we were giggling. And um, I said out a sentence that changed my life. If I'm ever going to live and work abroad, it's going to be in Scotland. And we laughed even more because my sister was living at Ireland at that time. I had been visiting her, never in my mind, although Ireland is a beautiful country, never in my mind I thought, I want to live abroad. No, I had a good job, just I love this being in Estonia. I just, I even had this, I don't understand why people need to go abroad. It's like, yeah, that, that's funny, you know, just me dreaming of, you know, living and working in Scotland. And um, it just stayed there, let's say, for, for, for years, because nothing happens after that. Until 2017, uh, me and my son, we had had a rough year. Um, I don't like to go into too much detail because um, I believe that everything we have in our lives, uh, we are responsible for. So uh, the things happened in the past happened um, because I was like how I was and, and how I reacted to things. And, and um, I did my best. The other people did their best. But we had a rough year. So it was uh, the very beginning of 2017 when I asked my son, who was nine at the time, like, how would you like to go to travel with me? Just you and me, just anywhere. And he said, yeah, I want to go. And then I remembered Scotland. And I said, would you like to go to Scotland? And I had this little posture about Scotland and like the, the most musty places or just a usual tourist one and I showed it to him and he said yeah I want to go to, to Scotland so uh, I booked the plane tickets the flights um, and then just month by month um, I uh, put together a route uh, and uh, booked the accommodations bought some a museum tickets, rented a car, so did all the preparations. And in June, we had eight-day road trip in Scotland. Uh, we visited Mary and Danny um, in the 70s. 
south um, and uh, we also uh, came to the northern side of the country uh, visited Cairngorms and Inverness so some of them are the same places and um, I don't know the village but I remember the moment uh, we had just um, gone for Balmoral and we were heading to Inverness and uh, it was a small but lovely village and it was Sunday afternoon and uh, I did the right turn but somehow I think it was like um, the way the road came or the way it was raining at the moment and I didn't see the side so I got a flat tire just completely flat um, and um, well I had the full insurance so I was not worried about it at all uh, I called to the the car company and yeah we're just gonna get there you know in 30 minutes within this 30 minutes two cars stopped and asked do you need help we saw that you have a flat tire and i said no just don't worry they're coming you know to fix this just thank you for offering your help and um well uh don't know if was it was it because of the coverage because i had the estonian number and they couldn't reach me um but the car company never came and uh, the son uh, of the house whose roadway we blocked came home and he refused us to wait any longer you've been here for two hours my mom said so i'm going to change your tire just put the the uh, wheel with you have it back i'm going to put that on and you just you can go to inverness because it's sunday evening already just don't even dream about it the, the car company coming over here it's like okay so um that's what he did and um i think that was one of the turning points anyway during these eight days it changed us both um when i published the book uh last this lockdown i have one of the on page seven and there's a picture of my son in Dunkeld, um being at the river side and the text beside it is like this deep in my heart lie persistent memories from my trip to scotland in summer 2017. best moments of my life in so many ways breaking free fulfilling dreams time peacefulness kindness i learned a lot during this trip about others but more about myself i found out that we have all the time we want to have this trip was as refreshing as washing your face in gold water from the river tay so beautiful thank you so um when we were back in estonia and the plane had touched the land 
but was still heading back to the airport, we looked at each other and he said it out loud what I was thinking about. Mom, let's go and live in Scotland. And I started working towards it. I studied the school system. I was looking for a job. Uh, I even had an application for BBC Scotland uh, to um, participate in their apprenticeship or, or something, you know, this, this program they had. And I remember the deadline being 13th of August. All I had to do was just press send. So we were looking for places to live and I was talking about moving to Scotland with my friends and family and just everybody kind of knew this. And I was working as a journalist at that time. So I was just sure that, you know, just going into journalism is going to be like a smooth transmission. But I still didn't make that decision, this final decision. So he went back to school, just things were slightly better. I had some ups and downs. Um, I was constantly thinking about it, um, letting it go, then thinking about it again. And at the same time, this urge to write to these ideas in my head um, they just kept coming back and back and back and I started to look back at my life like uh, what I have been doing since I've been working you know since I was 16 in all my previous positions I've been writing this is just one thing in common I've done different jobs. I've been a teacher. I've been a museum worker. I've been um, a manager of a big organization. I've done different jobs in my life. I've been a journalist, a marketing specialist. Everywhere, I've created an opportunity to write if there was none. I've written speeches, just scenarios for events, um, just writing all the time, poetry, lyrics, just wherever I could. I've been writing, constantly writing. And there has been a vision in my head how I write those books and I'm published and, and people read my work for years. And it was last November and I wasn't happy with my life. You know, when people are looking at you, you just, you have everything. You have a, you know, nice boyfriend. He's a good man. And he is a good man. Um, you have a house, you know, just, you live well. You have a job uh, with a decent salary. So you have a family, you know, your, your siblings, your mom and dad, just everything's fine. People around you love you. And I still wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with the way I lived my life. So I, I was struggling. My relationship weren't as good as I wanted them to be. And I felt like I'm under the train or a bus all the time. You know, life is not going my way. And 
one day when I was sobbing to my best friend, she asked me, Birgit, how long are you going to wait to live your life? To, to make your dreams to come true. You've been talking for years how you want to live in Scotland, how you want to be a published author, how you want to write full time. Just go and do it. What are you waiting for? How long? You're 38. How long are you going to wait? You're living everybody else's life. Live yours for a while. I was like, oh, that was harsh. I was crying before, but that was like a slap on a face, just literally. But it, I quit crying. Because what she told me, it was true. It was tough love, but I needed that at that moment. But I also knew I wasn't going to make it alone. So I took a mindset coach and she has helped me a lot. Because uh, finding that confidence in you, what you have, you know, just all the good inside us is already there, but we kind of buried that somewhere in today. But she helped me to rediscover and, and bring it into surface and and find that self-belief and, and encouragement. And um, because of that, I, I made the final decision. So it was 5th of November when I made this decision. Eight weeks later, eight weeks later, after eight years of dreaming, we landed in Edinburgh. I then took a train to Aberdeen, to down we had never been before. Just me and my son, just two suitcases, two backpacks, and with the drain. Wow. So um, I'm forever grateful. I, I love being here. And um, and this this journey is just continuing, and also um, this book. I started writing it last May on Instagram uh, because of that urge, because I had some pictures, because I had those those sentences, those questions in my mind, those things I wanted to say of the tone somewhere just because they didn't leave me alone you know they just didn't leave me alone so it was a private account I just did it for myself you know to get it out of myself and in September last year I showed it to a person um, who knows a lot about broken souls and healing them she's a person I highly respect and and I read it to her and she told me that you need to publish this. You really need to do this because people actually need those things. And this was like um, this, that you can write about 
when you think that this is not necessary, you just write for yourself to get it out of your system. But the turning point for me was like, these are needed. They're actually necessary for some people. Um, something good comes to into other people's life when they read those things. So it was in April when I called to the publisher that how would you feel about the book, about happiness and finding new ways of becoming happy is such an, an inspirational book about happiness uh, with my original thoughts. And he said, yeah, let's do this. And eight weeks later, it was published, done, hardcover, 84 pages. So, yeah, that's, um, that's my number eight. That's one of my inspirational stories. It's amazing. It's an amazing story. Absolutely amazing. Um, Thank you. If you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? Be brave. Just, it's not easy all the time. Um, I've done my grind in the rain, as uh, the AHA song says. But if it's tough, just look for help. You know, there are people there who are offering help, who help you to be brave. And um, it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Just living your own life, your own dreams. Because if you're not living your dreams, you're living someone else's. So true, so true. Your book sounds absolutely amazing. And obviously this... Um, my whole thing is all about happiness so I can't wait to read it <laughs> and also um, oh it looks amazing I'm, just, I'm looking at a picture of it just now if you listeners are trying to see um, but I totally resonate uh, with what you're saying about feeling and living for other people and really having that courage a lot of people will resonate with that of being able to um, live their sole purpose and have that strength. And um, I love the fact that um, you have numerology <laughs> and eight and the numbers in there, because I think that um, for a lot of people, numbers do show us and give us signs within like the universe that we live in you know just to get to direct us and help us but such a brave thing to do and such a beautiful story as well so where can people find the book where can they find you um do you have a website do you have i know you said you had an instagram is it now live or is it still yeah instagram is live um um, my writing mentor, probably you know, uh, if you don't just Google him, is Jamie Johnson. Mm -hmm. And he has helped me a lot with uh, my writing and also uh, seeing that Estonian people, you know, someone who doesn't have English as a native language can mm -hmm. actually, actually succeed as a writer. And he told me something that I'm going to 
uh, carry with me when I'm, you know, just my confidence is a bit wobbly sometimes, is that uh, you have a unique way of saying universal things. Mm-hmm. So coming from him, just well experienced in business writing, in fiction writing, just uh, he's been in Edinburgh uh, Literature Festival as well, as far as I know. So coming from him, it's just a huge, huge support. Um, I have an Instagram, um, but if you go into my personal Facebook page, uh, there are links to all my social media, my business word accord, which I created to do the, the business uh, writing service. Um, uh, and uh, and also the book information, just everybody. I think it's easier just um, go to my personal Facebook page. Ask me, add me as a friend. Just let me know that I, I had the Samata podcast and love to connect you. And um, maybe to end up, I'll uh, read another page from yeah. the group. Yeah, that would um, be lovely. So the way it is, is that I'm going to show it to Samantha. Others, please feel free to look up. Yep. <laughs> uh, from Estonia, from Scotland, from Portugal, Spain, uh, also Latvia. Uh, and beside the picture, uh, there are short texts. And uh, in Estonian and in English. So it's not a translated book. I actually write in two languages. Uh-huh. So don't look for straight translations. It's not going to be there. <laughs> it's not a study Estonian book. It's not study English book. It's uh, just some of the things are different. So, and um, there's a picture of um, heart-shaped rock uh, on the golden sand. And it, the picture was taken in Donmouth, Aberdeen, Scotland. And the text beside it is like this. Love. How to really love others unconditionally if you don't love yourself that way. If your heart turns into a cold stone when your thoughts turn to yourself. I am enough. Every day, all the time. I am perfect because I'm alive. No further conditions, no more thoughts of of only getting started once I've achieved this or done that. I am worthy and needed the way I am. And today, here, and now, to think of it, to accept it, get to know it, and place it in one's heart, to turn it into freedom of action, we each have this capability. So it's our privilege and responsibility to act. I can. I'm able. I'm capable. 
only I want it. That's absolutely beautiful. And thank you so, so much for sharing it. And thank you for listening, everybody. Yes. And just to remind, it's Birgit. Is that how you pronounce it? I can't think I said Bridget at the beginning, so I do apologise. Yeah. <laughs> so I take it as a compliment. Uh, <laughs> Because uh, there's a Scottish version of my name, Bridget. Yes. It? So I'm okay with that. But uh, the original pronunciation is Birgit. It's a bit Birgit. like Burnham. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the family name, I came up with a joke that it's, um, it's Elf without the Elf. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just to let us finish and say thank you so much. Your story's been amazing and thank you for reading extracts of your book as well. I can't wait to read it myself. It, I resonate with it. It's a, a real sound in just the extracts that you've read just now of the two of them. It's a real soul-searching book and it resonates with um, what I've been going through and I'm sure it'll resonate with so many others who listen to this podcast too. And just to remind our listeners that all of Birgit's details will be below. Um, so don't worry um, if you haven't caught the bit earlier on where you managed to catch her. Uh, all her links will be below so you'll manage to connect with her on Facebook and anywhere else. But we'd just like to finish by saying thank you and goodbye. Thank you, uh, and dare to dream. Definitely. <laughs>